What's going on, Trophy Kids? It is the NFL show. It's a good one, as always. We are breaking down every game. We're also doing a recap. We're about almost halfway through the season. We will be there halfway through Sunday. So we're doing a little recap of the league, where we see things going. Um, and then we're giving out our picks, our bets so far this week. It's an earlier podcast. We're going to be out in Denver this weekend. Um, but it's a good one. We appreciate your support. Thank you again. Um, and let's go. <laughs> Begins presented by Bad News Media. It is October 27th. We're coming at you a day early because, uh, well, we'll be in Denver this week. But it is the NFL show. As always, we have our co-host Michael on the line. How are we doing today, good sir? Doing great. How are you? Doing just fantastic. I uh, When these numbers opened this week for this board, I immediately was like, I love this thing. I'm either going dead broke or I'm breaking the bookies this week. One of the two is happening. The numbers have moved since that that time, but uh, I'm still very excited about the overall board, to say the least. And this week, after what was a pretty excruciating week of football, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, the board has moved a lot, but there are some gems out there for sure. I agree. Um, I figured we're about halfway through the NFL season this year. You know, there's no exact halfway point. We'll be halfway through halfway on Sunday. That's a statement. Um, so I figured why not start start it off with just a little recap, a little, little roundabout in the league, a uh, little high-end notes, kind of go division by division, and then we'll get into the games as the people always want. Um, I think the story just immediately off the top, and we'll, we'll start with kind of the AFC North, is the fact that the Bengals are the number one ranked team in the AFC North. They went from, you know, bottom, now they're here. And... There's a part of me that's holding my breath as to when are the bungles going to come out, the true bungles, and turn into the pumpkin that they are at midnight, and Zach Taylor's going to throw, throw up all over himself. But right now, this team is rolling with really no hiccups in their division. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're awesome. We were, I think we both probably predicted them to be fourth in the division. Um, and just, I, I, I'm surprised by them. Uh, we we kind of bashed their first round pick and taking Jamar Chase. Uh, yes. We all look really stupid. <laughs> he's so good. I mean, he is literally like a Madden character. He's unbelievable. Um, they're playing great. Burrow's been able to stay upright. He's protecting himself better. Um, yeah, I mean, they have a lot of reason to be excited. It's just crazy that how much Chase has just taken over. Like, just taking over Boyd, Higgins, like that, like Chase is the guy there. And Burrow just loves just launching the ball to him. Yep. No, it's insane. And like, it's so funny too, because, you know, we're, you don't necessarily want to dra- judge a draft off just the first season because we've th- seen things go sour, you know, a couple years down the road. But all indications are, yeah, we're a bunch of idiots. Uh, you know, Jamar Chase is absolutely phenomenal. He's on pace to uh, beat Randy Moss's rookie season, um, which there are plenty of people who just don't under, like, can't conceptualize just how insane that season was. The funny thing too is like the Suell um, Chase debate. It's not like Penny Sewell has been playing bad either. He's been playing very good, but he plays a position where you don't want to notice his performance. If you don't notice his performance, he's doing a good job, where the opposite is true for Chase. Um, I ultimately hope that they both just become Hall of Famers so we can have this argument until we're dead in the face, because I think that would be hilarious, because there will be people like Jeff Schwartz out there that will have that argument forever, and people like, you know, probably Randy and Chase who will also have it. So I am all for having that, that debate for like the next 10 years. 15 years, 20 years, however long they're in the league. Yeah, me too. And good point. Like, it's not like Sewell isn't playing awesome. He is, and he's getting in fights with Aaron Donald. It's great. Yeah. Um, so, he's, yeah, he's great. So, <laughs> yeah, don't, not, don't, don't take it the wrong way. He's a beast, too. Not a knock on him, but just the absolute domination of Chase. Because think about it this way. Marlon Humphrey, I think many of us would consider 
arguably one of the best corners in the league. Um, definitely the best corner on the Ravens. Chase versus Humphrey last uh, on Sunday. Seven targets, five completions, 165 yards, and one touchdown. That's just insane touchdown. from a rookie. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Unbelievable. He didn't um, play last year, by the way. Yeah, very true. <laughs> he didn't play football for an entire year. No. And he just stepped right in there, pulled off the greatest troll job ever with I can't – the ball's harder to see because there's no white lines and he's absolutely putting the league on notice. Um, yeah. It's incredible and, and good for the Bengals. I, I live in Cincinnati. I very much want the Bengals to succeed. I very much want to go downtown and celebrate that and, and have them be sort of a second team. Um, but we'll see. I'm not I'm not holding my breath. I've been down this road before in this city. Um, we've, you know, everybody in Cincinnati has some painful memories, whether that's the Carson Palmer era, whether that's Andy Dalton breaking his thumb and not being able to play in the playoff game. And you got Asian McCarron on a team that was a Super Bowl contender, you know. Things have happened. Losing but. a game because you got in a fight with uh, Terry Porter or Tracy <laughs> Porter, uh, the, the linebacker coach. <laughs> the, the Bengals have, have uh, always found creative ways and unfortunate ways to mess it up, so I'm not going <laughs> to hold my breath on that one, but I, I do hope it pulls through. As far as the rest of the division, what do we see the direction of this thing going? Like I, I look at the Browns. I think they're fine as long as they can get healthy, and I, I look at the Ravens. I think they're probably okay as well, but it, it, it's a pretty good standing in this division. It is. I mean, there's three teams that I think if everything's clicking and they're all healthy, I I don't know if I'm ready to actually include the Bengals in saying they're Super Bowl potential, but I mean, <laughs> right, it's just crazy for me to actually say it. It's even crazy for me to think of that as the Browns, but I mean, all three of these teams are, I mean, they're all capable of winning division. I think for the Browns, I mean, health is clearly a huge thing, although I mean, I'm not so sure how important the health of their starting quarterback really is. Uh, <laughs> I mean, ideally you want Baker in there, but I, I think Keenum is a very capable backup. Um, you know, we've seen him have success in the league before. We've seen him lead teams. Um, Especially well, within this offense too. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're averaging like 180 rushing yards a game. It's absurd. And like, clearly no matter who is running the ball, as we saw this past week, no matter who's running the ball on that team, they're going to be able to run it. So yeah. um, I like them, but, I, right now, I mean, as long as they're hot, I mean, I'm, I love what I'm seeing from Cincy. <laughs> I'm with you. Um, AFC East, quick notice. I mean, the Bills are absolutely phenomenal. The Patriots are they're a little frisky. They, they, they At times, I don't know what to make of the Patriots at this point because there are times where you're like, oh, this is a competent football team. And then there's other times where you're like, I don't know what's happening here. I don't know what the – there's no, like, rhyme or reason on the offensive side. The defense looks okay, but at times they just get absolutely smoked. Like – I don't know what to make, but it does seem like, you know, the progression of Mac Jones is going pretty well. I I found myself on Sunday thinking, like, they're they're starting to let him, you know, play a little bit more, be a little bit more aggressive, and that makes sense. We kind of forget that rookies are rookies, and you sometimes have to bring yeah. them in a little bit slowly into this league. You know, the Justin Herberts of the world have really shattered, you know, what it means to be a rookie. Um, so I think his maturation is going well, but I think this is, at this point, it's I, I, this is not an outrageous statement. It's the Bills' division to lose, and I don't see a way they do that. <laughs> I, I don't see how it would be possible for the Bills to lose, but I mean, like there's, they're so clearly winning that like it's almost no point really talking about them. But as far as like the Patriots, yeah, I agree. I mean, you have reason to be excited about Mac Jones, obviously, you know, he's not going to be Tom, but I mean, you, you got to be realistic. That's never going to happen again. Nope. Uh, so move on. I'm sure they are. Yeah. And, uh, you have some, you have reason to be excited about him. To me, the Pats, I think they're going to lose basically to all the teams that, you know, you look on paper, they're going to lose to. But then I also think they are going to, for the most part, cover against those teams like the Jets. Um, I know they didn't cover. I don't think they covered against Houston. But I think they're going to, like, just based off Bill alone, the coaching alone, I think they're going to be able to, like, smoke some, some, of, some of the 
the trash teams. They'll be able to beat some of the decent teams. But like whenever they play like Buffalo or anything, like we know they're probably gonna lose. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. AFC South. Once again, I think this is sort of crazy. I mean, Titans division will lose at this point, which I, you know, I think we both had Colts Titans. It's a two man race in this one, but the Titans right now are looking head and shoulders. Not to say that the Colts, the Colts have played very well. I mean, they did the smart thing last on Sunday night and realized if you just throw the ball deep, they're going to get a personal or a PI penalty on them. So there's some brains there in the operation. You know, Wentz is looking alive. Uh, the Titans, though, are surprising even to me the defense is like they got they played well against the Chiefs who we're gonna get to in a moment um the offense is humming you you know the Chiefs did what they needed to do and try to control Derrick Henry and then Tannehill just stepped up and and kind of played his game and this is a two-headed monster on offense once again and and they're kind of they got off to a false start but now they're rolling yeah that's kind of it's it's funny right now what's going on kind of in the AFC is everyone's just like taking turns at being the hot team in the AFC (laughs) I mean you'd probably say right now Tennessee is like you know maybe Cincy but Tennessee is like the hot team in the AFC I mean they've come they have three straight wins Chiefs Bills in a row I mean those are two big wins insane they gave up yeah I mean they you know they played well I think they gave up what they gave up three points to the Chiefs or something I mean, ridiculous. <laughs> like the Chiefs I, are struggling but three points is crazy yeah three points to the Chiefs just get that that's crazy um yeah I think it's theirs to uh I think it's their division to lose here and um they can just really kind of put their foot down because they're actually playing each other this weekend the Colts and the, and the Titans yep um second second time already which is crazy to me um they're finishing out that series already they've already played each other um so I, I mean they could I We'll get to that game soon. I think they can really just hammer the division. I mean, as early as like now, which is crazy. Yeah, it's yeah, I agree. Jealous, <laughs> very much so. Uh, the AFC East or West? I apologize. Um, Chargers are kind of rolling with it. This is a division that's hard to figure out because you have the Chiefs who are just dragging, and we're going to talk about them. I think a little bit more in depth when we get to their game, but they are. I mean, they're bad, and then you have the rest of the division that is varying degrees of bad outside of you know the chargers and somehow vegas is kind of we we thought they were a little overrated but they keep humming and it's just like i don't this is the what the fuck division like i don't know what's going on here <laughs> Dude, going right to vegas yesterday or it might have been sunday night i don't remember i re i i like but like this with my eyes like i rubbed my eyes like three times and i was like they're five and two yeah. <laughs> i'm, I'm I couldn't believe it. I, I, they've just the most quiet five and two team in the league right now. I'm shocked by that. Uh, I do know, I, I've been saying this all season, their schedule is about to get very hard, yep. get really difficult. So we'll see what happens with them. I'm not a believer in them yet. Um, I mean, the Chiefs, this is crazy what's going on, but I, I, it's, it's almost like teams are figuring out how to defend Hill, how to defend Kelsey. And then just Mahomes is just, he's forcing things. He's, He's doing some boneheaded things. It's very surprising. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean the Chargers right now. I mean they're looking real solid. They're looking one of like one of the best teams in the division. So it's interesting. Who do we think? I I still think it's the Bills that win this the AFC. But you know, at the halfway point, I think it's a it's tough to be like you know which team is going to slip. But I think it's kind of the Bills above, and that's hard to say because the Titans just beat them. But right there's a part of me that's like, all right, the coaching is better with the bills. The players are better. You got mm-hmm. one there when it, when you see each other in the playoffs, it's might be a little bit of a story. Maybe they'll keep it together in, in Titans, but you know, I don't have a huge leap of faith. I, I think it's bills. 
it's the Bills AFC to lose at this point. I, I don't know. What, what do you see as far as the overall picture halfway? Obviously, you know, things can change in a minute. You know, oh, one injury yeah, of in course. football does it. But at this point, what are you seeing AFC-wise? I mean, I, I, I'm with you. I still agree with the Bills. I'm not ready to, you know, deem the Titans as, as that team yet. Um, I know they beat them, but it was back and forth game. The Bills were, I mean, they probably had, I think they were on like at least a three or four game win streak at that point. Like, I mean, every team eventually drops games in the NFL. Right. I'm, I'm not on them quite yet. Um and then, you know, you obviously got to, you know, got to think about the Chargers as well. But yeah, I, I think right now you got to go with Buffalo. Yep. I I think they're the most complete team when it comes to coaching, offense, defense, special teams, everything. Um, but we'll see. It's a long season. Yeah. This is why we play the games. Switching over to the NFC, the NFC East is still, the NFC Beast is just still in hibernation. This division, I don't know if they're ever going to wake up. This is a bad football division, top to bottom. Um, Nick Sirianni, I am done with the Eagles. I, that was such a square play to bet them last week, and I am so upset with myself in that pea brain over there. Um, you got the Cowboys that are rolling, also coaching. Don't know, <laughs> waiting for that to implode at any moment. You got the Giants that are frisky, and then you got your Washington football team, which is like week to week. I, I, I've seen some of the dumbest things happen with the Washington football team, a.k.a. Tyler Heineke, you yep. know, falling before the end zone, and I've seen some plays where you go, oh, you know. Maybe they could have something here if there was just a little bit more consistency within this for winning this division and being competitive. But it, it is a tough. I mean, it's the Cowboys' division to lose. That's not a hard statement. But is this division ever going to wake up? I mean, not anytime soon. <laughs> it's. Yeah. I, the, I mean, I would say only one team in this division has a franchise quarterback right now. I'm not. I'm not in on Hurts. I'm not. I'm, I'm not in on Daniel Jones and Washington. I mean, come on. So like. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, there's one franchise quarterback. I mean, the Cowboys are just rolling. They really haven't been tested though since the first two games of their season. Um, I, yeah. I'd say they have it. They have a bit of a test coming up, so we'll kind of see. Um, you know, I mean, they played New England, and that, that was you know not too big of a test, but they didn't. It's just interesting to see what happens when they start playing outside the division again. Yeah, um, I mean, they played the Bucks well, but we still came away with that win. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, right. we'll see what happens here. <laughs> yeah, and they, they really haven't been tested since weeks one and two. And at this yeah. point, that's so long ago. So we'll see just who Dallas really is. And then, yeah, as far as anyone below there, I mean, that's just not even really worth talking about. Like, they're they're not they're not a threat to anyone at all. So we'll see. That's fair. Um, AFC North. Uh, the Detroit Lions the greatest 0-1 team in the history of the NFL. Like, this team could go winless, but, like, I still think this is better than the last Detroit team that went winless. Like, this team is feisty. Oh, yeah. And, like, they came out. By the way, Dan Campbell, I love this man. He did exactly what you have to do when you have a bad football team and just be chaos. Like, you just have to be a whirling tornado of absolute chaos. Onside kicks to start the game, just mm-hmm. coming out, throwing body blows. It's devastating they still lost, but I love the strategy. <laughs> I mean, if you're not winning any other way, you may as well, like, just start getting a little wild with it. And, <laughs> I mean, if you start hitting on a few, all it takes is a few games to just turn the game around. Yep. I, I would agree. They are probably the best 0-17 that I've ever seen. Um, uh, like, I, I wouldn't really want to play them. Uh, <laughs> that's, and that's the thing is, you know, your team would be fine. But you, when you have, like, a pretty mediocre to shitty team, you look at these these like oh and eight teams play. You're like shit. We might give them their first win. Like yeah. So yeah. I, I think they're a feisty team. But as far as the division goes, it's a weird division because we'll get to it later. But you know, football team just played Green Bay, and I, I didn't come away too impressed. Um, I know yeah. the scoreboard did not. Was if you look at the box score, I mean, you, you would think football team won. 
Um, I wasn't overly impressed. So we'll see more of this upcoming Thursday. But I mean, when you when you are six and one, though, I mean, what can you say? You're you're probably going to win the division. So yeah. Exactly. And that's the perfect, the scoreboard thing is perfect. Like all these dudes who are completely data driven, it's like, that's something that you, you have to watch the games because I yeah. agree that and we'll get to the Packers here. They're a bit tad overrated. The Lions though, the Lions are just maniacs. Like you got rookies fighting Aaron Donald. Like that team is just psychotic. Who, why would you ever want to play this team? Dan Campbell has these dudes absolutely psycho mode out there. So like <laughs> we got rookies fighting the, one of the scariest men in the NFL. So yeah, I, I love the Lions. Um, my South, this is an interesting division because this is the Carolina Panthers have come back down to life. The Falcons are just middling right now. And then you've got the Saints who are not very good, but four and two. I mean, the defense is good, but the offense is just as we all saw Monday night, an absolute yeah. stinker. And then you got the Bucks that the pirate ship from hell has arrived to NFL. Like it has fully arrived in full force. I mean, we're looking like the walking dead in our secondary and we're still just smoking teams right now. Yeah. I mean, the Saints, right? They're four and two, but God, are they? Are they got to be one of the most boring four and two teams I've ever seen in my life. And the Falcons, I mean, the Falcons are just loading up on wins, squeaking out wins against some of the you know, bottom feeders in the and the NFL. I, I think they are part of the the, the bottom feeders in the NFL. Yep. But as a as a fan of a bottom feeder in the NFL, <laughs> keep racking up those dubs. All you little shit teams, rack up the dubs. You know, I'm I'm already looking at the draft. Um, so and then and then Carolina, we'll we'll get to them, but I mean they have really come back to earth and they made me look like stupid last week on the pod. So we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, yeah, and and the Bucks, I mean they're looking like probably one of the best, if not the best team in the NFC. I mean they're humming right now. Um, yeah. Brady just, I mean he's just slinging touchdowns left and right. It's, it's getting, it's just getting ridiculous. It is I mean, without his two favorite weapons, arguably because he loves Antonio Brown and Gronk is oh, obviously yeah. his favorite, and he they're just. We're just smoking teams because, once again, outside of the Bengals, I don't know if there's a team with more weapons to be able to distribute the football to than the Buccaneers. Like, the Buccaneers have the most, and I think the Bengals are sort of – they might be second. I don't know. I mean, the Chargers, which we talked about, they have some weapons, obviously, and there's some other teams. But, yeah, it's it's awesome. Um, All right, last one, NFC West before we get into the games. This is a division that is – came into the season, I think many kind of put them as the number one division – it hurts that Russ is out, obviously. Kyle Shanahan, I tweeted it. I think this guy's a tad bit overrated at this point in time. <laughs> you've, been, you've been saying it forever. Um, but this is a division that I think is overrated at this point in time, but they are the top of their division is playing playing good football overall. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely at this point, you got to say it's overrated. Um, I think Russ has part to do with it, but even when Russ is playing, like the, the Seahawks games are just so I mean, good. I mean, it's so up and down that you yep. should never really, you never knew what that team was going to do. And at the end of the day, because of that, I actually have just decided they're not, they're not a threat. Um, even, even if Russ was healthy this whole time. Um, and then, yeah, Kyle Shanahan, man. And once you get deemed an offensive genius, you're just, you walk on water for whatever reason. I, he's a great offensive coach. There's no doubt about that, but he has one good season as a head coach so far. And I mean, he's on, he's in the middle of at least a three game losing streak. Yeah. Four, three game four? losing streak, maybe three. Four. I, think. I think it's, I think it's three. It might be four, but um, they're sliding real fast. Um, and then I mean, L.A. Obviously, they're home. And what Cooper Cup is doing is insane. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like <laughs> Cooper Cup is dominating. Um, they're on a four game losing streak right now. They lost to the Packers, 
the Seahawks, the Cardinals, and then the Colts. Yeah, I mean, so they're a two and five team. Yeah, they're a two and five team. I mean, they're they've done. only beaten they're the buried. they've only beaten the Lions and the Eagles. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I haven't seen Kyle Shanahan for years. I'm just like, what has this guy done? You know what? He's he's one and two against his former employer in Washington. Nice job. <laughs> <laughs> Head coach is just not for him in my opinion, but that's fine. But and then you got Arizona, who Arizona, I mean, we got it like they are the most quiet, undefeated team I think I've ever seen in the NFL. Like we know they're amazing, but I, maybe it's because they're three hours behind us. I don't know, but they're 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 awesome. I mean, they're fun to watch. Um, AJ Green is like kind of resurging in his, mm-hmm. his role there, which is kind of fun to see. I'm actually kind of like happy to see that. So they're a really good team. I mean, you know, the, the top of that division is obviously they're pretty loaded up there. Yep, I agree. I think, you know, halfway through the season, I think it's what we kind of said going into the season. It's sort of the Bucks to lose. I, in my opinion, it's sort of the Bucks conference to lose at this point in time. Um, I don't really see too many aggressive threats, uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, I think, you yeah. know, the fact that we're we're starting to roll, it's the NFC NFC and the AFC are but put on put notice that this Bucks team is not to be messed with at this point in time. Yeah, I agree. But the Cardinals, this is a great segue into the first game. I am not going to make a pick on this podcast because it is going to be my pick two Thursday special, as always. So make sure you are following at Trophy Kids Pod. But it is the Packers versus Cardinals. This line has shot up. It opened at three. When I saw that first line, I was like, oh, I'm going to love this board. Things are about to get stupid this week. It is now sitting at six and a half. Over under is at 50 and a half that I'm getting it. Some places are showing 51. Some are showing 50 and a half. So... As always, do a little shopping around if you can. Um, what do we like going into this game? It's very clear because of Adams and most likely missing due to COVID because you got to post two back-to-back negative tests um, that he most likely will be out on Thursday. Um, not official yet, as of yet. How we feel going into this game, we, we sort of you know gave a little teaser when we were going through the league. Um, what are our thoughts going into this? Yeah, I mean, obviously the loss of Adams is going to be a big deal. Um, I saw some people like talk about how you know the Packers won six games without Adams before. I'm like, yeah, but it's just kind of different now. I don't, I don't necessarily care about the past when it's like over a year ago. Yep. Um, and they're and they're playing against an Arizona team who obviously is just can't be stopped right now. Um, and then also Green Bay, I believe they're missing like this past week they had at least four all pros who were out they did them Darius smith preston smith didn't play he's not an all pro but i mean he's a stud right. um i think they might get preston smith back this week but i mean they're kind of injured and they obviously don't have Valdez scantling so they're kind of saying receiver I, I, I don't see how they're going to be able to necessarily keep up I, I just wasn't overly i know they kind of always played down to their opponents a lot of times um but i i just don't know if they're going to be able to get up to this Six and a half is a pretty big number, though. Yeah, I mean, if this gets to like seven, seven and a half, then I'm, then, I mean, I would probably go pack. Right now, I'm just leaning towards the Cardinals just because of the fact I, I just, they're not going to be able to put pressure on Kyler. Um, you know, up until this weekend, they couldn't stop anyone in the red zone. <laughs> um, but, and I, I don't think, you know, they, their defense is, you know, going to turn around based off momentum that they got off Washington football team and Taylor Heineke. So I, I'm, I'm leaning towards Carol, uh, sorry, Arizona here, but the number is getting kind of big to where, you know, I'm getting a little concerned. Yeah. I, when I first saw this, I wanted to jump all over Cardinal at three. I was like, that might be the mm-hmm. easiest bet I placed all week because we both hinted at it last week. I think the game against the Washington football team sort of confirmed that, that this team is they're a little overrated. 
the trouble yeah. of the Washington football team in the red zone and some of their offensive woes was I would put it more on the football team than I would put it on the Packers just stepping yeah. up like sort of like what you're saying like this you don't you don't watch that game and go yeah the Packers really won that you you leave that going man the football team let one slip there um is what it felt like at least to me and, and to you as you, you said there yeah um so that is one part of it. The The part that I think this game becomes interesting when you're looking at totals and stuff is the Cardinals have, while they are showing a bend-don't-break kind of style on the offense and they have a solid pass defense, it is that run defense that could become a liability for them. Um, but Cardinals are the second-best defense when it comes to lowest percentage of drives ending in scores, which is pretty nice when we consider what we're saying about the Packers here. Um, they, are, they are also gaining about 12 Point one yards per pass completion, which is just fantastic. Um, if you're going to ba- be back in the Cardinals, um, the the Packer about a yard lower than that. So this is this is interesting. I love the number at three. I don't have a decision just yet. I am going to be watching that injury report. I think is going to be the decision maker. So yeah. tuning into that on Thursday is going to. The, but the Packers are overrated. Their red zone defense is absolute garbage. Um, so. If the Packers want to keep this close and keep it with the number, I think they're going to have to find success in the ground game. They're going to have to try to keep the Cardinals from not getting out to a big open lead um, so that yep. they have to rely solely on the passing game and just kind of play the clock game and, and control the game that way, and then they can stay in this number. But if if they don't do that, they're I think they're in for a long day here. Yeah, and one thing that you know it's important to note is last week uh, Aaron Rodgers was under a lot of pressure. Um, yes. I mean, he, got, he got hit a lot. Um, which kind of surprised me because I mean, we don't really get pressure on many quarterbacks or we haven't really get, been getting to the quarterback. Um, so we'll see. Um, I don't know if this Chandler Jones, he's probably out still, right? I don't know how that man started out with like five, five <laughs> sacks and then just like, yeah, I'm done. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> he's the ultimate like sales guy who just busts out his numbers that opening week of the month and then just coast till the end. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's bizarre. I don't really know how, how a player does that. Um, but It'd be interesting to see if they can get to Rogers, because um, you know I think they're a little prone to that. But yeah, I, this game I think the injury report injury report is gonna it's gonna kind of play a big factor. Yeah, I agree. It, there's a lot a lot of questionables there, um, and the to your point with the pressure, um, the Cardinals are blitzing at the seventh highest rate currently in the NFL. So they are going to blitz this team. They are going to try to speed up that internal yep. clock. The offense line has struggled. So this is something that, yeah, it is, it's something to watch. The injury report is going to be insanely important. Um, and we'll see. They don't currently have, yeah, they've got a lot of questions. We'll see. The only person ruled out that I see right now is Cordy Peters for the Cardinals. So we'll see um, what it looks like. I mean, outside of the people that are injured reserve. But once again, wait and see when that report comes out and then go from there. Um, all righty. We're moving on. Dolphins-Bills. This game was an absolute just bloodbath the last time they played. Bill smoked them 35-0. The number is at 13.5. This one has not really budged since it opened. Uh, it opened at 13, so it's only we've only added the hook on there. Um, there is a large, when you look at this team, before you even get into the advanced stats, you just look at the very basic stats of this team, there is a large disparity between the defenses. Total yards allowed per game by the Bills, 282.5. Dolphins are letting up 429.3 yards per game right now. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think this game's going to go very well for the Bill, or Dolphins. 
I don't think this game's going to go well at all because the Dolphins, first of all, they can't stop the pass and the Bills can just sling it all over. And then the Dolphins, well, I mean, they already, they can't run the ball at no. all. I mean, I know they're down, they're like losing every game, so they don't run a lot, but they can't run at all. And you could barely run against the Bills to begin with. Yeah, this could be a real ugly game, in my opinion. Um, you know, the Bills are coming off a bye. They're coming off a loss. Um, they're probably eager to get back out there and kick some ass. Um, that's kind of a bad part. They're probably kind of pissed to lose right before their bye like that. So I can see them coming out and just kind of smoking them. So, I mean, it's a huge number, but I feel pretty confident, especially, you know, this being the second meeting after, you know, a bloodbath that already took place. Um, and that was kind of the start of the Bills, you know, kind of taking off this um, so far this season. So I kind of like them to probably uh, beat them down pretty good again. So I'd probably take them to cover. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, this was one of my te- – I put out the teaser right on opening. I teased the Bengals and the Bills down. I didn't break through the seven, unfortunately, which I know is like the rule if you talk to professional betters of like how do you not break through. But seven with the Bills. At 13, I'm still taking the Bills at 13 and a half, but seven Bills, two and a half for the Bengals when it first opened. I was like, cash that. I might as well just lock that in. If I lose that bet, I just need to retire. There, I never need to come back ever again because that bet should cash every day twice on Sunday. Um, but yeah, this is a bad team. The Dolphins are only averaging 3.7 yards per rush attempt. I mean, just atrocious. Um, they have a 0.41 expected points, uh, per contributed by their pass offense right now. It is bad. Um, I, a lot of people are still out there kind of, the Tua situation is weird to me too, because I feel like there are so many Tua apologists who are like, it's the coaching, it's the players around Mm -hmm. him. It's like, I think this guy just doesn't have what it takes to be an NFL quarterback. He was a great college quarterback. It's hard to be like, rule him out. He's still young. I want him to succeed. I don't like, he seems like a nice yeah. guy. He's had a terrible injury road, but like there does, there does seem to be this weird, like not able to kind of be like, yeah, I don't think this guy, this guy is the guy. The organization clearly knows that because they're leaking left and right that they want Deshaun yeah. Watson. But uh, the Tua situation is not great down there. They are also averaging six yards, which is the worst in the league yards uh, per pass attempt right now. So fun stuff yeah. going on in dolphin land. It's, it's not great at all. And I mean, he, he had four, four touchdowns last week, but he, he throws a few bone crippling interceptions as well. Um, and yeah, it's people who say he doesn't have talent. He, he kind of does. I mean, Jalen Waddle's looking pretty good as a rookie. And I mean, Devonte Parker, he's not a stud, but we'll see. And we'll, we'll follow him, but you can't get on the field. But the thing with the NFL is, you know, he's had injuries already. He's only, I think started like 13 games, which kind of surprised me. Yeah. But I mean, the NFL moves on quickly. Um, does. You got to be available. You need to be on the field and you need to show promise. And I'm worried with Tua, you know, he's missed time. He's not showing a ton of promise. If there's an opportunity to upgrade a quarterback, especially, you know, someone who's like 27, 28 years old and is a proven stud and Sean Watson, or just, I mean, even a, the class this year is a little dicey, but I mean, yeah. you're going to get a good draft pick. Yeah. They'll move on quickly. So I agree. Yeah. All right. Speaking of moving on, we're moving on to the next one. Panthers Falcons. This number has also been on the move. It opened at two and a half. Loved it at two and a half. It is now at three. Um, Falcons are favored over unders at 46 and a half. The Panthers are dead. This team is bad. Sam Darnold has come back. He is seeing ghosts of Adam Gase past. He is right back to his terrible self. Here's a little thought for you that I'm I'm noodling around in my brain. I think, you know, is it time we might start the rumors that there should be a little Cam Newton reunion down here in Carolina? Because he is available, and I don't think it can get much worse than with Sam Darnold product right now. 
man, what a, what a comeback to earth Sam Darnold has had. <laughs> I mean, and just that whole team, like, I mean, they were on fire in the beginning of the season. It was like the whole city of Charlotte and everything. But yeah, here's the thing. Carolina's kind of now on my shit list because, you know, last week on the podcast, I was like, oh, they, they, they keep every game close. They'll cover. Uh, no, no, they, they got 25 to three against the Giants. <laughs> So I just can't trust you after that. Unfortunately, they're playing like the most average, below average. I mean, they're playing Atlanta. Yep. Um, Kyle Pitts is coming on. That's exciting. I'm happy to see that. Um, just start throwing that man the ball. Yeah, nice um, of Arthur Smith to realize he has like potentially a generational talent at tight end drafted. You know, yeah. the guy you spent yeah. your first round draft picked on, you might want to get involved in the offense. Nice job there, bud. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe use him. Yeah, so... Yeah. So that's Amazing that he I mean, sat there just useless for like the first couple of games of the season. Un- baffling decision making. Completely useless. I I, I don't get it. Um, yeah. And one thing I will say is they found a great way to use Cordero Patterson. Um, it's yes. taken a decade. <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. Um, but yeah, someone found out how to use him, so he's effective. Um, I, I don't like this Atlanta team at all. But after you know Carolina, what they did to me last weekend, I, I, I'll go with Atlanta, I guess. I'm with you. I can't. I can't in good conscience pick the Panthers at this point in time. The defense yeah. has come way down. Injuries are partly responsible for that. The other is just they're not really adapting. The offense is just terrible right now. Um, so yeah, I'm with you on the Falcons. I'm getting that before the hook comes in. Um, and we're moving on. That was one thing too. Last week I, I meant to open the show with this. I am a stickler for chicken shit football from coaches. I was a chicken shit better last weekend. I only bet four games on the card. This week, we're, we might just put every pick out there on the card this week. I, we're going to see. I love the board that much, but we're going to see how that plays. But yeah, I was I was very upset with myself last week for uh, the performance I've had because it was it was scared betting. Scared betting don't win money. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Lions-Eagles. This, this matchup. Um, the number's at three and a half. Eagles are favored. I don't know why the Eagles are ever favored in a game. This might be the last game of the season they're favored in. Um I love this. One of the best accounts, it's a producer over at ESPN to follow on Twitter because he always just has a fun little random fact he puts out. Uh, Paul Hemkes, I really got to learn to pronounce his name, tweeted out, the NFL record for uh, completion percentage in a season is 74.4%. Drew Brees in 2018. The Eagles are allowing a completion percentage of exactly that number this season. They are getting absolutely toasted. And this was a game last week that I am pissed at myself for allowing to believe in because I went with more than numbers like, oh, they can probably cover the number. Raiders are going to come down. No. Nick Sirianni has no idea what he's doing. This coaching staff is clueless. This organization is an absolute dumpster fire. Um, this team is bad. And you have a Dan Campbell team that is playing literally out of their minds. They can't win a football game, but they are literally out of their minds. Um, and I'm going to take that team every day and twice on Sunday at plus three and a half with that hook. Now, we'll see, you know, watch, this will be the game where the NFL comes around and just says, haha, funny, you, you thought the Eagles were bad, here come the Eagles we thought they could be, and they just like smoke the Lions here, who have one of the most atrocious pass defenses I've ever seen outside of the Chiefs, but that's sort of where I'm at, at the, with this game. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of with you. I, I really love the hook here, especially for the, I mean, for the Lions. Um, mm-hmm. the, the Eagles already have a problem with um, teams getting out early on. The Eagles, I mean, you'll, they'll look up and they'll be down 17-0, and they'll make a little comeback with Hurts, but that, that, that's kind of one of their big problems right now. So, yeah, I'm with you. I, I think I'd, I'd like Detroit to cover here, possibly win the damn game, but we'll, we'll see. Um, yeah. Can't, can't, can't predict that. Yeah, with an 0-17. I, can't, I, can't I was going to say, I, 
Yeah, I don't have the balls to go money line, but yeah. it, the 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 theory that we've been saying kind of from the week one in these types of games is it's really hard to go winless or undefeated for that matter in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there are games in the schedule where like, man, they're going to get a win at some point. Is this the week we applied that theory to the Jags? That happened when they played in London. I, I want to apply that theory here, but I just I can't do it. I will apply it though for the plus three and a half. That feels with that hook on there. I feel pretty pretty decent yeah. about that. Maybe uh, too. All right, Titans Colts. This is a close one. Numbers at one and a half. Colts or Titans are favored. Over under is fifty one and a half. How do you make this game? Because this is a game we're doing this podcast earlier in the week. I, I was able to dig in a little to things here, but you know the number hadn't come out yet last night when we were doing the prep. Um, this is a tough one for me because there's I, I still don't feel like I have a great read on the Colts. I think I know what the Titans are, which leads me lean, has me leaning their way. But I just I can't get my pulse on the Colts right now. Yeah, it's it's hard to say with them because it's like they started off so poorly, but it looks like they're they're somewhat putting it together. It's hard to fully grade their last performance, honestly, yeah. due to the weather. I mean, that game was just. Uh, it's hard to grade like how a quarterback looks, or you know, like how the passing game was. It's hard to just kind of get a feel for everything. Um, they definitely played better than the Niners, but we'll see. They don't. The problem with the Colts right now is they're coming off of, you know, a win against the Texans and they beat the Niners in a, in a monsoon. So, I, you know, I don't really know, like you said, I don't know how good they are yet. I think the Titans are pretty good. Um, like we said, they're the hottest, like one of the hottest teams in the AFC. They have three straight wins and they have already played each other where Tennessee won by nine. That was kind of when neither team could kind of figure out who they were. Yep. So um, I, I think this will be a closer game than that, although I am leaning towards the Titans to be able to kind of cover at least one and a half you know yeah and Carson Wentz has been playing better on the road this year I mean he has only turned over the ball once I mean he had about like nine eligible turnovers last week um (laughs) against the 49ers like that game there were so many dropped interceptions and just a Jameis of Jameis play there down on the goal line I was like oh Oh, Jameis is on the the Colts I thought I was like gosh Carson Wentz is funny Gotta love those types of plays. I mean, Jameis has been neutered by the Saints, so we don't get that anymore with him. But, like, that was wonderful. Um, But, yeah, I mean, Wentz is playing really good right now. He's playing good football. Um, On the road right now, he's got a completion percentage of uh, 65.4. He's averaging about 7.5 yards, which is almost two full yards greater um, than at home. He's playing well, and the team's kind of humming. But, once again... This is a Titans team that is really hot. Like they have the hot hand, and they have a monster in Henry that is damn near impossible to stop. And you have an offense that, even with AJ Brown on sort of a quote unquote pitch count, um, and who, an offense that has had some banged up, there's this team is finding their groove, and it, it's hard to go against the hot hand. I, I don't, I don't like betting against the hot hand until they show you you can't yeah. bet it. You just gotta ride it. Um, it's like riding a hot blackjack table. Like you just gotta keep keep on going. You don't leave the table when it's hot, and I'm not leaving the table while it's hot for the Titans. <laughs> that's yeah, that's pretty much my exact same thinking. Alrighty, Rams Texans. Another big spread. Not as big last week for the Texans. I think this is a complete reaction to what the Lions did to uh, the Rammies last week. There, the lines at fourteen and a half. Over under forty eight and a half. The Texans are. <sighs> they're bad it's 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 bad i i don't know how other say it i mean the rams too i think are underperforming to a, a degree but like this is bad this is a bad game <laughs> yeah it's a bad game they're they're a bad team they're they're much worse than detroit 
They're, they're, <laughs> in my opinion, they're way worse than Detroit. Um, you can run all over this team. You can pretty much pass all over this team. They're, I mean, and they're not going to you know, threaten you offensively ex- exactly. Um, they're just a bad team. And, I mean, 14 and a half is still kind of big. You know, I mean, obviously we mentioned they didn't, they didn't end up covering against the Lions. Um, but I hate this game. I probably won't bet it. Um, I hate the hook, too. But yep. I guess I'd probably go Rams, but this would probably be one I stay away from just because that's just it's just a huge spread, and we kind of got a reminder of that last weekend that you know those huge spreads are, they're hard to cover sometimes. Correct. Now they did Vegas did make the game bigger for the Lions, and as you said, this Texan team is not as good as the Lions. Um, yeah. so that that is part of there. I don't think Tyrod Taylor. I didn't. I don't think I saw, but he's not back yet. Correct. Uh, not that I'm aware of, no. I'm not aware of that either. I just wanted to make sure that I didn't miss something um, there. But, yeah, they made this game bigger for the, the Texans uh, or for the, the Lions. So there's part of it, but I'm with you. C- covering big spreads in the NFL is just – it's a nightmare situation. So much has to go right for you to cover this big of a spread. We showed the Rams. The Rams are a weird team. Like, they almost, like, play to their competition. They're sort of like water. They just form to whatever they're playing, it feels like, at times. Mm-hmm. Um but outside of the New England game, which was just an aberration, this team, since since they played the Panthers, have had scored 9-0-22 against the Patriots, aberration game, 3-5. and five. This team cannot move the football. They cannot score. I just listed yeah. off, what, five games? And if you remove the Pats game, four games, and they score a total of, what, 16 points? <laughs> That's terrible. And meanwhile, they're letting up 24, 40, 31, and 31. <laughs> Like I can't. Hey, they scored five and three in their last two games. Yeah, they've scored eight combined points in the last two games against the Cardinals. The and Washington Colts. Capitals had seven goals left. <laughs> Hell, the baseball game tonight might have more runs than that. <laughs> That's crazy. Yes, insane. Um, all righty. So yeah, I, I I go Rams. I don't know if I'll actually bet it if it'll make its way into my yeah. card, but I'm I'm going Rams. This number, Bengals Jets, is on the move north. This game opened up at eight and a half. It is at ten and a half right now. Over under is at forty three and a half. This is a giant spread for the Bengals. I don't know. I I don't know if I can like. It's hard because I've seen them smoke the Lions. I've seen them smoke the Ravens. But still, as a 10-point favorite, that is hard for me to pick on the Bengals. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're at a time in 2021 where the Bengals are 10.5-point favorites. Well, that's crazy. I mean, the Jets are they're bad, and I'm assuming Zach Wilson's not playing. Yeah. Um, okay. I feel um, like that's a safe assumption. I mean, he had a PCL, I think. I, don't, I didn't see any news as to how the MRI came back, but I would assume, like, why play yeah. him at this point? Yeah, I'd probably hold him out for at least a week or two. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this is... <laughs> just a huge spread but like you said i mean they smoked some teams before and i mean i just imagine this offense i mean hell of an offense i mean they have weapons all over the place so i I don't love it i I hate the hook i always hate the damn hook but i mean 10 and a half 10 i really would like it but man 10 and a half is tough but just based on their weapons and just the lack of the Jets weapons I mean I, I guess I'd take Bengals yeah I mean the Jets did not look great after a bye like the Patriots offense moved the ball after a bye that's the that as a head coach who's defensive minded who like we've all crowned and I'm not you know Sal's got time to prove himself but you know you're coming off a bye and that's the effort you put forward 
not great. Not saying great things about what's going on in that building right now and the preparation that is there um, and rising to the occasion. You have a quarterback situation that is less than ideal. Zach Wilson has been ruled out. I did look that up. So he's out for this game. I, that's another reason this number is on the move. I loved it at 8.5. I thought Vegas was high when they released 8.5. I could not believe that. I immediately jumped that into a teaser. Like, Vegas yeah. is high right now. How is this an, an 8.5 point game? Um, uh, 10 is tough, but I... I I just don't see how the Jets... Also, the Jets have yet to score in the first quarter of football games. The Bengals are going to get up on them quickly. This is not a team that just is off to slow starts. Um, Especially now that they figured out that essentially every time that Jamar Chase has single coverage, he is going to be open. Like, just throw him the ball. You don't have to look anywhere else, just throw it to him. Which I've been saying for a couple weeks now. I've attended two Bengal games. I don't know why every single time there's a single high safety and he's lined up on the opposite side of the field that Joe Burrow isn't immediately just sending Chase on a go route. But that's neither <laughs> here nor there. Um, the man is literally a walking... He's open. He is 7 Always open. Might not always be doing business, but always open. Um, always open. So yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I think I have to pick the Bengals here. I do not think I'll bet this card. I don't love 10.5 with the hook. I liked the game at 10. I made it at about 10. Um, that's why I thought it was kind of crazy that they had an 8.5, but I don't love the hook there. All righty. Steelers-Browns. Mike Tomlin, did you see his press conference today? No, I didn't. All-time great press conference. So Mike Tomlin has been rumored by Carson Palmer for the USC job, and he just shit all over that job. He was like, why would I ever leave one of the best jobs in professional sports, not wrong, um, to go coach in college? Like, what? And you got to love when a coach is just, like, in a position where he he is insulted by an insult and can insult right back. It's one of the best things ever. That press conference was awesome. Absolutely loved it. But I'll the, check it out. It's great. Mike Tomlin was just firing on all cylinders today. Um, but brownies are favored, three and a half, over unders forty two and a half. We talked about this a little bit. Not a huge downgrade with Baker being out. Where do you make this game and, and kind of where are you seeing this one play out? It'll be interesting because I mean, obviously, if you want if you're Pittsburgh, I mean, I think both teams kind of want to do the exact same thing to one another. Um, as yep. in like if you're Pittsburgh, you want to go heavy Najee Harris. Um, you just, you want to be able to control the clock, control the ball, maybe try to keep it low scoring. Um, and then I think if you're the Browns, you, you almost kind of want to do the same thing. Obviously Kareem Hunt's out. I think they're, they're pretty optimistic about Nick Chubb right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, you know, I mean, I'm sure Johnson will get a lot of, a lot of carries regardless of what happens there with Chubb. Um, and so I think they kind of want to do the same thing. Um, I, I feel it's funny as say i'd feel a little more comfortable throwing the ball if i were cleveland um which is hilarious but um i I think what's the total in this game total right now is sitting at 42 and a half i almost even want to go with the under on that i mean it's i think both team wants to pound the both teams want to pound the ball and both teams are good at stopping the run for the most part um so it'll be kind of it'll kind of be interesting to see what happens here i probably i'll probably go Cleveland. I'm hating how many hooks are on this damn board, um, but I'd probably go Cleveland. I just Pittsburgh's just. I mean, they almost lost to Geno Smith, and we're just seeing you know, what's going on with Geno Smith right now. It's it's not good. Um, so I, I got to go with Cleveland. Yeah, this is this is a tough one because it's just it's not so much tough as like 
the hook is what makes it a little tough in your brain. But this is the game that I'm like, just don't overthink this. Yes, the Steelers are coming off a bye, but this is an offense that's averaging 19.5 points per game. That stinks out loud. Um, this is a defense letting up 22 points a game. Browns are about 24 points per game, 23. Um, there is There are comparisons between the two defenses, obviously, but the Browns' defense is very good. And unlike the offense, is not very banged up. And they are one of the best run-stopping defense. I mean, they're both good run-stopping defenses, but the Browns are up there. They're letting up, like, I think it was, I think I saw 3.3 yards per carry. It's a pass defense that is good. This is a well-tooled team. This is a team that, like we said, there isn't a huge downgrade between Baker and, and Case because he knows the offense. He performed well in the offense when he was with the Vikings. He can step mm-hmm. in very easily, fits like a glove. Um, so, yeah, it's it's hard. This is the don't overthink it game. This is a Steelers team that is very much struggling to push the ball down the field. They basically just have Najee Harris here. Um, I don't hate your total take there at all by any stretch. Um, I'm, I'm just going to go with the Browns and just not overthink this one because they are just the better football team both on the field and through the eyeball test in every kind of way for me. All righty, 49ers-Bears. This is just a disaster of a game. Two coaches that think they are the smartest people in every room. Kyle Shanahan at least has some bona fides because, you know, he has at least had some success in this. Matt Nagy's just a born idiot. Um, the number's at 3.5, over-unders 39.5, low total. These offenses laugh out funny stink. I mean, this is this is bad. Outside of the scripted play for the 49ers, terrible on Sunday night and yeah I get you're playing in a monsoon but just terrible and the Bears I mean I don't even know why they got off the bus to play the Bucks with the effort they put forth that was that was embarrassingly bad like shockingly I if I was a Bears fan I would be hiding under my covers for that game <laughs> uh yeah that performance against the Bucks was I mean it was it was terrible <laughs> and I you know I'm not I'm not gonna like make a comparison but all i'm going to say is justin justin field's demeanor on the sideline was kind of dwayne haskins looking just saying um i like, i i didn't put it on dwayne haskins but i did notice it did i was like ooh, don't love love the attitude there <laughs> did not look demeanor, great yeah he just kind of looked bitter like he was wrong or something i don't know it's just the way i interpreted it he may, you know i'm not saying that's what he's saying or thinking or whatever i don't know i just didn't like his demeanor didn't come off line. great yeah no, it didn't. And, and yeah, that, that entire performance is terrible. And I just think it's so funny. Jim Nance and Tony Romo, it's like 35 to three. And oh, the Bucks, the Bucks really need to stop here just to really just put this thing away as it's like we're going into the fourth quarter. I'm like, guys, <laughs> I know you're trying to sell your game, but eventually you can say this game's done. <laughs> yep. Yeah, this is, this is a bad game, but I, I think that. I think this could be a, a big time like Nick Bosa type game where he just is able to cause enough havoc to where the Niners could probably win this and cover. Um, I'm, a, I'm a terrible host here. What's the number again? Three and a half. Yeah, three and a half. Over under is at 39 and a half. Low, 30. low total. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, probably deservedly so. So I just think, yeah, I'd probably go Niners just based off of the fact that I, I think maybe they'll be able to cause some havoc in the backfield. Um, they're, they're both good running teams, but. We'll, we'll kind of see and i would like to see if he's healthy maybe maybe get trey young involved a little bit more i don't disagree with any of that what you just said <laughs> um justin fields currently is 32nd in qbr his qbr sits at a total of 16.7 currently <laughs> yeah brutal to say the least um 
turned over the ball left and right last week. Bad ball security. These are two offenses that are not not really humming. They're two defenses that are kind of weird. You know, at moments they show flashes of like, oh, this is a good defense. And then at other moments you're like, uh, what's happening here? Is this am I watching college all of a sudden? Like what what is going on? Um I, I'm addicted to the 49ers and taking the 49ers. It's I'm a glutton for pain this season in both college and NFL apparently. Um I don't know. I, I something is clearly wrong with me. I am sick in the head with this, so I am probably going to take the 49ers in this one. It definitely helps if Matt Nagy cannot be on the sidelines. I think I will flip my bet almost immediately if he is just not even anywhere near the building. Um, he, I saw he was doing Zoom press conferences from his car this week. Um, like he's a damn up-and-coming TikTok star. Um, it's just... It's a bad situation in Chicagoland. I mean, the whole law... They need to burn it to the ground and start over. Um, yeah. But yeah... I think I go 49ers. I hate the game, though. I, I just, this is not a game I'm going to bet. But if you're like, I need a pick, I, I don't know. I just, there's part of me that's like, at some point, Kyle Shanahan Boy Wonder's got to show up, right? But then he just doesn't. <laughs> so I'm a glutton for pain. I just don't learn my lesson with them, but I'm going 49ers. I, I'm with you. I think, it, I think it's a good one here. All right. This is a game I just, I mean, it makes sense because Geno is the starting quarterback and we saw the product that they're turning out in Seattle on Monday night. But Jacksonville, Seattle, a stinker of a game. Three and a half is the line. 50, 43 and a half is the over under. I don't have much on this outside of pff, squat, yeah. diddly squat. I got nothing. I, Jags plus three and a half. I'll take the dog, I guess. But I, I hate this game. This game literally makes me angry. I'm enraged just looking at this line. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this game, this game sucks. Let's be honest. I, I'm with you though, but I actually, I, I like the Jags here. Um, kind of feel bad for Gino. It's it's not working out. Um, no. It's kind of his time to maybe you know show that he's got something, which he doesn't. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I, I think I go Jacksonville here. The plus three and a half. Yeah, I'll go with that. Yep, I'm going Jacksonville. Not spending much time in that game. It's a stinker of a game. Forget yeah. about it. Uh, Patch Chargers, the team I got, I have, once again, zero finger on the pulse. Like, I think they're going to be good, and then they are good, then they're not good. Chargers, I have loved all season, but, you know, the third downs did come back to haunt them in the Ravens game, which we kind of called for here. We just, we said, you know, they bailed themselves out big time on third down. At some point, that there's going to be some regression there, especially against defense that's good on third down. Mac Jones, last four games, has been having himself a day. He's got 1,042 yards. Completion percentage of 73.5%, seven touchdowns, and a rating of 105.8 in the last four games. The man has been very solid. The Pats' defense has been moving the ball well. Five is a weird number. I don't love the number. How are you making this game? Where are you kind of at in this one? I, I, uh, I'm kind of with you. I, I don't love this number either. Um, but I have I, I, the Patriots. To me, like I said earlier, I just, they can't really generally hang with the, the really good teams. And then just, they're really good at kind of just beating the, the real crap teams. Um, the one exception I do take is obviously that Bucks game, but I think that's just the whole, but there's yep. just so many things going on in that game. That's just different. I agree. Um, so I, I'm, I'm leaning chargers. Um, obviously, you know, one thing that, you know, I would expect the Pats to do, although, you know, it kind of is the opposite of, you know, giving the ball to Mac Jones is you could run all over the Chargers. <laughs> My yeah. God. Um, so, you know, the Pats are a smart team. That's probably going to be their plan. Um, but it's just uh, the chargers. I just think there's, they're just so much better. Um, so I, I, I don't like the number either, but I'd probably go chargers. 
The Chargers are currently 32nd in the league when it comes to yards per attempt rush defense. They are allowing 50 or 54 yards per attempt. <laughs> no, 5.4 yards per attempt right now. Um, it is not good. Um, that is a league worse. The the pass defense is obviously better. Um, you know they're only letting up 100 and or 200 yards per game um, per attempt. They're pretty solid. You know, so I think this is a game. Bills smart enough. McDaniel's smart enough, obviously. The, I think they'll be running the ball here. The Pats' defense is good enough. It, the number's tough. I'm going to wait to see where this is at on Sunday. If you're like, make a pick mm-hmm. now, I lean Chargers, but I think the market might help make this pick for you. Like, let's see where the number, if the number moves or budges at all. Um, but I think, you know, we start getting up to six, six and a half. Pats are starting to look a little bit more appealing to me. But at five and a half, I have a hard time, especially with the Chargers who are coming off a bye. Um, I have a hard time picking against them because I just I love the Chargers. Yeah, me too. All righty, game that we are going to be at could be a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> I don't know at this point. <laughs> football team versus Broncos. The numbers three. Football team is the underdog here. Over under is forty three and a half. The Broncos stink. Their demeanor. You want to talk about demeanor? That defense at the end of the game was poor. Um, I wanted yeah. to vomit all over my floor watching that game. Um, terrible team. Teddy, also, like, what are you doing, bud? Like, I could get Drew Locke in there to do the performance you put in last week. Needs to clean yeah. it up on multiple ends of the football. This team feels like they are teetering on just absolute collapse. Then you have the football team where it's like, you're going to have a better read on this. I've watched the games. There are times, like I said, they flash some good stuff, and then they just, they got Diet Ryan Fitzpatrick back there. They've got a defense that who knows what you're going to get week to week. Overall opinion and sentiment is it's a tad it's overrated. Obviously, this is yeah. just I don't know what to do here. I'll I'll kick it to you. Yeah, I, this one's tough. I, I, the one thing I'll say about Washington's defense, I I think it's gotten a little better. I mean, obviously it can't get much worse, but I, I do think it has gotten a little bit better. Um, I agree with that. Recently, within the last couple of weeks. Um, and it'll be nice to finally, you know, it's been a while. Um, it'll be nice to finally go up against a, a, an average quarterback. Um, yes. And then, and then, and then we come back with Tom. So whatever, but um, it'll be nice. It'll be nice to just, you know, face someone average, but we also have shown that we could make average quarterbacks look quite elite. So we'll see. Um, it sounds like Jerry Judy's coming back. Um, you know, this is a great get right game for Denver. Um, however, I'm actually kind of leaning more towards my football team here. I, for some reason, I have a hunch that we could maybe cover the three. Um, Denver's got a, they've got a decent, pretty good defense, I guess you could say. Um, but they haven't played a ton. Um, they didn't, when they played the Browns, you know, that obviously wasn't a full Browns team. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I kind of like my boys winning here, but We'll see. I mean, they, they played really well last year, but last week, but just threw up all over them as soon as they got like around the end zone. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. This could be a real ugly game. Um, I, I, but I kind of like, I, I kind of like the football team. Yeah, the defense has gotten a little bit better. I mean, you know, Kansas City put up thirteen. Or sorry, yeah. 13, 31 on you. 31. You put up thirteen, yeah. Um, yeah. which is not great. But Green Bay twenty four. They're I will say this: the the quality of offenses has been better as to what the Broncos have had to play, and the Broncos are not exactly putting away teams. They're keeping games very close. They've they're obviously on a four game loss streak. Um, Washington football team comes in with a three three game skid here. 
the quality of teams is just better though um that they have faced i agree the 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 defense seems to be firming up a little bit they took their fiber pills in the morning and are, are getting it together um but i'm with you i, I it's tough for me it's to tough. take the Broncos over a field goal at this point in time because they just, even if they are winning, I have zero faith in them like running away with a game. Like they're just going to keep everything close. They're a middling team. And the effort was just terrible. To, I mean, half the defense is effort. Like, yes, there is schemes yeah. and stuff. But like at the end of the day, and Brady alluded to this <laughs> on Monday night on the Manning cast, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of like just go get the guy. It's an effort mm-hmm. thing. And the effort was lacking in that. Browns game like it was clear which team wanted to win more and it wasn't even really close um and that is not something yeah. you like to see against a team that I mean for Washington's faults they seem to at least come into the game somewhat wanting to win and they've got a feisty quarterback and a feisty head coach and it's not been a great product but it's that's enough for me to pick the three points there and lay the points with them yeah I'm with you I mean obviously a big thing will be Von Miller he's right now day to day with an yep. ankle injury so you know we'll see if he plays um but yeah I, I agree that I just don't see Denver like you know shutting us like you know putting us away yep. like you said I just it seems like a, it strikes me as a close game yep in the matchup that's gonna be awesome scary Terry versus Sertan I mean two guys yep. that are just bawling out this year that will be a fun one to watch um all right Buck Saints I this I I honestly am pissed at Vegas for putting us at five. This sh- there's no way ba- the Bucks don't see this number and go. You're putting us up against five against the Saints, one of the most horrendous offenses. Put you yeah. to sleep. Can't move the ball. Jameis has been neutered. Yeah, make it a Jameis revenge game. There's no revenge here. Um, the pirate ship from hell has arrived. The Bucks are on putting the league on notice. They've started to get some things figured out. Todd Bowles has settled in. Yes, we're getting gashed, but the 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 fact that everybody wants to make it out like we're like the worst pass defense, it's just not even close to true. People, that is the only way you can beat us. The run defense has shown a little little leeway these last couple games, which hasn't been great. Mm-hmm. Levante David out being out hasn't been helpful there. We are down a bunch of guys in the secondary, but we're still playing well and getting good production out of there. The offense is humming. There is literally no stopping us. I don't see how the Saints can stop us. This five number is it it's insulting, to be honest. Um I'm taking my bucks at five. And we're back. So uh note to self, always check battery levels before hitting record. <laughs> um batteries died right out as we started that buck segment. So um I think you had just picked up on, on your Saints take. Uh, yeah, I was just like, I just don't see how they're going to keep up with Tampa, that offense. Um, one good thing with Jameis is um, I've noticed he's figured out he can throw the ball to Alvin Kamara uh, this season. That's one thing that he learned because last season he just, I don't know, he didn't throw the ball to Alvin Kamara, which is bizarre. <laughs> um, he's pretty good. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I know, you know, the Saints probably overall maybe at this point have the better, I don't even know if they have the better defense, but maybe, I don't know. They do have a good defense. Yeah, um, they got a good, they but, have very solid defense, yeah. I mean, not a better, like, front seven, not a better rush no. defense, but yeah. I mean, you know, you look at Lattimore on the back. I mean, he's a stud. So they've, they've got, a, they've got a very solid defense, but just they're... Lattimore, I believe you can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't feel like Lattimore's ever really sh- shut down Mike Evans. I feel like he's kind of always owned him. Um, always a fun yeah. matchup though. Yeah, it is always fun. Very, you know, very chippy. Um, but yeah, I just don't see how they can keep up with, with your boys there. Yeah, the Saints are averaging five yards per offensive play. That's 27th best in the NFL. The passing offense has gotten a little bit better because Jameis has realized, oh, I have one of the best backs on the backfield. But this is, once again, a team that is struggling 
pretty mightily, um, to yeah. say the worst. You know, they've neutered Jameis. Just no fact about it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, five, that's embarrassing. Get that out of here. We're covering that number. Give me bucks all day. Um, Cowboys-Vikings, two teams, offense, offense, offense. Overs at 55 and a half. Two and a half is the spread. Cowboys are favored. The Vikings, we've talked about this week in and week out. It's like, which unit is not going to show up? Because they have very strong units when they decide to play, but getting special teams, offense, and defense all to play consistently all on the same day and realize, hey, it's a work day, Sunday, let's roll, has been a challenge for the Minnesota Vikings, to say the least. If all units show up, yeah, they they have a real chance to win this game, but I... I can't make a bet in good conscience on that one. I, I think I have to lean Cowboys here, but I don't love it. <laughs> I, I don't love it either, and I think I also have to lean Cowboys as well. It's a good test for the Cowboys. Like we mentioned earlier, they haven't been tested in a while, so we'll, we'll, we'll get kind of a good feel for who they are. But like you said, you know the Cowboys are going to show up and probably score at least 30 points. You don't know that for sure with the Vikings. They should, but they may not. So you kind of have to go with a more guarantee of which offense you know is going to show up, and that's that one. I 100% agree. Um, yeah. And that's, I, this is one another one. Don't overthink it. Like, just yeah. don't overthink it here. Um, until the Vikings prove otherwise, I they're one of those teams where I just, I can't bet them until they prove consistency. Mm-hmm. All righty, to wrap it up, all-time bad game. If the Chiefs can't get it right here, they just pack it in, call it a season. The number's at 10. Giants versus Chiefs. Over-under is 52.5. To give context to just how bad this Chiefs team is, they are 32nd in turnovers, 32nd in points allowed, 32nd in yards allowed, 32nd in yards per play allowed, 31st in passing yards allowed, 31st in receiving yards allowed, 31st in rush yards allowed, and 32nd in first downs allowed right now in the season. They are 3-4. and four. This team is garbage. The, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have absolutely murdered this one championship dynasty that everybody wanted to crown. Tampa, this is what we did. Jameis left. We created a new Jameis in the league and Patrick Mahomes for this season. Now, granted, it's not obviously going to stay that way, but the question is, do they now have to beat the Bucks to lift this curse? Because it feels like we cursed them um, right now in, in Kansas City. It's it's crazy what's going on there because, I mean, obviously we all expected this team to be one of the tops in the NFL, tops in the AFC, and even like five weeks in, we were still like, oh, it's okay, they're two and three or whatever, but it's not okay. There, There's some issues going on. Um, with this team um, it's almost like they got maybe they got too comfortable um, I, I don't know they're, they're clearly sloppy they're, be, they're playing careless uh, but you're right this is it's a I, what I think is a get right game but I mean 10 it's kind of crazy I mean if this was you know you told me week one that when they played the Giants it's probably gonna be 10 I'd probably be like okay yeah but now I'm like I, I don't feel totally comfortable taking them to cover 10 points um i i don't know on this one i almost can't even make a pick with this one yeah see this is the bucks game gave the formula to sort of how to have the chiefs explode on themselves patrick mahomes generally does not like to climb the pocket so what did todd Bowles do in that game he forced he knew he was going to try to escape out of the back end and he'd have devin white or levante david or one of the edge guys coming from the backside or creating moving the pressure to force him out right and having a guy right there. And defenses picked up on that. And it's forcing him to make bad throws. 
they're kind of playing a bend don't break style. This is a Chiefs franchise as well. It is incredibly hard to stay consistent, but they mortgaged the house to win Super Bowls, and it's sort of coming back to bite them. They have had very little draft capital the last couple of years. They have are highly leveraged at a handful of positions, which granted, the players at those positions are arguably the best in the league at that one. We're talking about Hill and um, Patrick Mahomes, and we're talking about Kelsey. So, like, mm-hmm. these are players that, yeah, but it's hard to win football games when your bread and butter guys, your foundation guys, aren't really there because you are heavily leveraged. You can't really go out in free agency. They they obviously did go out, but, like, it's a heavily leveraged situation. You're not able to count on, like, those meat and potato guys you get through the draft because you haven't had a ton of draft capital. And they have a defense which their strength was supposed to be their secondary, getting torched by the Titans last week. And they play this bend-don't-break because they anticipate on playing out from ahead, and they're not doing that. And teams are just letting the Chiefs explode all over themselves. That's what's happening right now. And I don't know how that changes. At some point, it will. Like It's like the tide. At some point, it will go back to normal, and it will go out. But right now, it's a disaster. And until they prove otherwise, I mean, I'm not betting this game, but I don't know how you can responsibly lay big spreads with his Chiefs team because there's no formula there right now that says, yeah, they're going to be consistent. Now, we both know, everybody knows, that they are like a game or two away from getting some things right. I don't think they're going to be a Super Bowl team this year. I don't. They might, they're probably not even making the playoffs, but where they're, they could start torching some lower-tier teams. But they're not there right now. Nope. Agreed. All right. Not bad. Um, as of right now, we'll, we'll tweet out our cards. I, I think my card's going to be quite large this week. I already tweeted out a teaser, Bills and the Bengals. Um, we'll see about the Thursday night game. I do have the Bills. Um, I do have the Lions at plus three and a half. I've got the Titans. Um, I've got the Browns. And I have got uh, Jacksonville. But outside of that, I am going to kind of hold off on giving out any more picks. Um, but, yeah, the, I, it's going to be a good week. I think this week helps make up for what was a pretty rough watching experience last week, to be honest. Yeah, it was. Yeah, no doubt. Very rough. Um, anything else before we, we wrap this up? No. All right. I think that's good. As always, guys, we'll be back next week. Happy betting season and peace.